Chapter ninety nine of the D'Artagnan Romances, Volume three, Part one by Alexandre Dumas, translated by William Robson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Breakfast at Monsieur de Baisemeaux. Aramis was generally temperate, but on this occasion, while taking every care of his constitution, he did ample justice to Baisemeaux's breakfast, which, in all respects, was most excellent. The latter, on his side, was animated with the wildest gaiety. The sight of the five thousand pistoles, which he glanced at from time to time, seemed to open his heart. Every now and then he looked at Aramis with an expression of the deepest gratitude, while the latter, leaning back in his chair, took a few sips of wine from his glass with an air of a connoisseur. "'Let me never hear any ill words against the fare of the Bastille,' said he, half closing his eyes. "'Happy are the prisoners, who can get only half a bottle of such burgundy every day.' all those at fifteen francs drink it said baisemeaux it is very old volnay does that poor student selden drink such wine oh no i thought i heard you say he was boarded at fifteen francs he no indeed a man who makes districts districts i mean at fifteen francs no no it is his neighbor who is at fifteen francs which neighbor the other second uh, bertaudiere excuse me my dear governor but you speak a language which requires quite an apprenticeship to understand very true said the governor allow me to explain second bertaudiere is the person who occupies the second floor of the tower of the bertaudiere so that bertaudiere is the name of one of the towers of the bastille the fact is i think i recollect hearing that each tower has a name of its own whereabouts is the one you are speaking of look said baisemeaux going to the window it is that tower to the left the second one is the prisoner at fifteen francs there yes since when seven or eight years nearly what do you mean by nearly do you not know the dates more precisely it was not my time monsieur d'herblay but i should have thought the louviere or tremblay would have told you the secrets of the bastille are never handed over with the keys of the governorship indeed then the cause of his imprisonment is a mystery a state secret oh no i do not suppose it is a state secret but a secret like everything else that happens at the bastille but said aramis why do you speak more freely of selden then of second bertaudiere because in my opinion the crime of the man who writes a distich is not so great as that of the man who resembles yes yes i understand you still do not the turnkeys talk with your prisoners of course the prisoners i suppose tell them they are not guilty they are always telling them that it is a matter of course 
the same song over and over again but does not the resemblance you were speaking about just now strike the turnkeys my dear monsieur d'herblay it is only for men attached to the court as you are to take trouble about such matters you are right you're right my dear monsieur baisemeaux let me give you another taste of this volnay not a taste merely a full glass fill yours too nay nay you are a musketeer still to the very tips of your fingers while i have become a bishop a taste for me a glass for yourself as you please and aramis and the governor nodded to each other as they drank their wine but said aramis looking with fixed attention at the ruby-colored wine he had raised to the level of his eyes as if he wished to enjoy it with all his senses at the same moment but what you might call a resemblance another would not perhaps take any notice of most certainly he would though if it were any one who knew the person he resembles i really think dear monsieur baisemeaux that it can be nothing more than a resemblance of your own creation upon my honor it is not so stay continued aramis i have seen many persons very like the one we are speaking of but out of respect no one ever said anything about it very likely because there is resemblance and resemblance this is a striking one and if you were to see him you would admit it to be so if i were to see him indeed said aramis in an indifferent tone but in all probability i never shall why not because if i were even to put my foot inside one of those horrible dungeons i should fancy i was buried there forever no no the cells are very good places to live in i really do not and cannot believe it and that is a fact pray do not speak ill of second bertaudiere it is a really a good room very nicely furnished and carpeted the young fellow has by no means been unhappy there the best lodging the bastille affords has been his there is a chance for you nay nay said aramis coldly you will never make me believe there is any good rooms in the bastille and as for your carpets they exist only in your imagination i should find nothing but spiders rats and perhaps toads too toads cried baisemeaux yes in the dungeons ha i don't say there are not toads in the dungeons replied baisemeaux but will you be convinced by your own eyes he continued with a sudden impulse no certainly not not even to satisfy yourself of the resemblance which you deny as you do the carpets some spectral-looking person a mere shadow an unhappy dying man 
nothing of the kind as brisk and vigorous a young fellow as ever lived melancholy and ill-tempered then not at all very gay and lively nonsense you are joking will you follow me said baisemeaux what for to go the round of the bastille why you will then see for yourself see with your own eyes but the regulations never mind them to-day my major has leave of absence the lieutenant is visiting the post on the bastions we are sole masters of the situation no no my dear governor why the very idea of the sound of the bolts makes me shudder you will only have to forget me in second or fourth bertaudiere and then you are refusing an opportunity that may never present itself again do you know that to obtain the favor i propose to you gratis some of the princes of the blood have offered me as much as fifty thousand francs really he must be worth seeing then forbidden fruit my lord forbidden fruit you who belong to the church ought to know that well if i had any curiosity it would be to see the poor author of the distich very well we will see him too but if i were at all curious it would be about the beautiful carpeted room and its lodger furniture is very commonplace and a face with no expression in it offers little or no interest but a boarder at fifteen francs is always interesting by the by i forgot to ask you about that why fifteen francs for him and only three francs for poor selden the distinction made in that instance was a truly noble act and one which displayed the king's goodness of heart to great advantage the king's you say the cardinal's i mean this unhappy man said monsieur mazarin is destined to remain in prison for ever why so why it seems that his crime is a lasting one and consequently his punishment ought to be so too lasting no doubt of it unless he is fortunate enough to catch the smallpox and even that is difficult for we never get any impure air here nothing can be more ingenious than your train of reasoning my dear monsieur de baisemeaux do you however mean to say that this unfortunate man must suffer without interruption or termination i did not say he was to suffer my lord a fifteen-franc boarder does not suffer he suffers imprisonment at all events no doubt there is no help for that but this suffering is sweetened for him you must admit that this young fellow was not born to eat all the good things he does eat 
for instance such things as we have on the table now this pasty that has not been touched these crawfish from the river man of which we have hardly taken any and which are almost as large as lobsters all these things will at once be taken to second bertaudiere with a bottle of that volnay which you think so excellent after you have seen it you will believe it i hope yes my dear governor certainly but all this time you are thinking only of your happy fifteen-franc prisoner and you forget poor selden my protege well out of consideration for you it shall be a gala day for him he shall have some biscuits and preserves with this small bottle of port you are a good-hearted fellow i have said so already and i repeat it my dear baisemeaux well let us set off then said the governor a little bewildered partly from the wine he had drunk and partly from aramis's praises do not forget that i only go to oblige you said the prelate very well but you will thank me when you get there let us go then wait until i have summoned the jailer said baisemeaux as he struck the bell twice at which summons a man appeared i am going to visit the towers said the governor no guards no drums no noise at all if i were not to leave my cloak here said aramis pretending to be alarmed i should really think i was going to prison on my own account the jailer preceded the governor aramis walking on his right hand some of the soldiers who happened to be in the courtyard drew themselves up in line as stiff as posts as the governor passed along baisemeaux led the way down several steps which conducted to a sort of esplanade thence they arrived at the drawbridge where the sentinels on duty received the governor with the proper honors the governor turned toward aramis and speaking in such a tone that the sentinels could not lose a word he observed i hope you have a good memory monsieur why inquired aramis on account of your plans and your measurements for you know that no one is allowed not architects even to enter where the prisoners are with paper pens or pencils good said aramis to himself it seems i am an architect then it sounds like one of d'artagnan's jokes who perceived in me the engineer of belle-isle then he added aloud be easy on that score monsieur in our profession a mere glance and a good memory are quite sufficient baisemeaux did not change countenance and the soldiers took aramis for what he seemed to be very well we will first visit la bertaudiere said baisemeaux still intending the sentinels to hear him then turning to the jailer he added you will take the opportunity of carrying to number two the few dainties i pointed out dear monsieur de baisemeaux said aramis you are always forgetting number three so i am said the governor and upon that they began to ascend the number of bolts gratings and locks for this single courtyard would have sufficed for the safety of an entire city aramis was neither an imaginative nor sensitive man he had been somewhat of a poet in his youth but his heart was hard and indifferent 
as the heart of every man of fifty-five years of age is, who has been frequently and passionately attached to women in his lifetime, or rather, who has been passionately loved by them. But when he placed his foot upon the worn stone steps, along which so many unhappy wretches had passed, when he felt himself impregnated, as it were, with the atmosphere of those gloomy dungeons, moistened with tears, there could be little doubt he was overcome by his feelings, for his head was bowed and his eyes became dim as he followed Baisemeaux without a syllable. End of chapter 99 Recording by John Van Stan, Savannah, Georgia